are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Our title sponsor on today's show is our good friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. A lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. We'll catch you up on everything going on with the Player Countdown Series. We'll also talk about the open of fall camp for BYU football. Players reporting officially today for BYU's fall camp. Well, when will they play games? We'll talk a little bit about all of that on today's show and also talk to you about an update of a former BYU baseball player getting picked up by a Major League Baseball team. Some big news there will also run down on today's show. Today's show also brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them here in just a little bit. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 3rd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, with us here. First things first, a reminder for you guys, this podcast focuses on all things BYU sports every day. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. Make sure to join us every day. Hit that follow or subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode. Second thing, my apologies for the lack of podcasts over the weekend. I know I promised you guys we do the bonus editions over the weekend. Sat down to knock out the first one Friday night. I typically record these at home. Uh, sat down, and for whatever reason, the equipment I was using, and I have been using for months now, decided it just didn't want to cooperate. I couldn't get audio to record and just weird stuff. So apologies for the snafu, but we are back. I'm in studio here in Salt Lake City at the Zone Sports Network recording today's episode. and having our engineers look at the equipment I've been using at home. So hopefully that'll be back up and running as soon as possible. But a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Let's kick off today's show talking about the great news. BYU football is officially back, and that means that today, BYU football players are reporting in Provo for fall camp. I know that they've been working out doing some conditioning on the field over the past week. Uh, those have been essentially called, I would say, the NFL equivalent of OTAs, organized team activities that have been authorized by the NCAA with the six-week return-to-play plan that the Oversight Committee recommended earlier this summer. But today, officially, BYU football begins their fall camp which means they can get players starting to acclimatize, to get ready to put on pads, and really go after it. How the media is going to cover this this uh, coming month? No idea. And who knows how long it might actually last, because BYU currently doesn't have a game scheduled until October 2nd. And talking with some people around the BYU football program, the current dates of September 4th and 5th, which would be the week one, the opening weekend of college football, September 4th and 5th, Labor Day weekend, currently have TBD, according to the notes that the players and other staff members have been given. Does that mean that there's a game announcement imminent? I don't know. I think that the announcement by the SEC last week really threw BYU for a loop, and I'm not sure what they're going to do at this point. There have been rumors out there about BYU potentially playing a Week 0 game the weekend of August 29th. Uh, names like Oklahoma State have been thrown out there, but BYU needs to find out what the Big 12 is going to do, and that should have some clarification on that today. According to Brett McMurphy and others on social media, some of these national college football insiders, they're saying that the Big 12 is officially supposed to vote on what they're going to do this fall today. 
And it looks like the current format that's going to be voted on is a 9 plus 1 model or 9 plus whatever you want model. So nine conference games. They played all their conference games in the Big 12. And then they will determine how many non-conference games they will play. If that comes out that they actually are playing non-conference games, I would expect the UCBYU pick up two or three of the Big 12 teams because I know they've been in deep negotiations and deep discussions with multiple Big 12 programs. And once they have the green light from the Big 12, that would open up the door for BYU. Now, uh, another thought for you guys about that is that I don't expect BYU to be invited as a quote-unquote 10th member of the Big 12 this fall. That's not going to happen. The Big 12 does not have any impetus to do that, nor do they want to do that because just we create all kinds of issues. How would you fold BYU's ESPN exclusive rights deal into that? I just think it's a headache that's not worth crossing, a bridge that's not worth crossing for the Big 12 currently. But the good news is is if this comes out that the Big 12 is going to play non-conference games, and according to what I saw from Brett McMurphy, they could vote on and say, you know what, we're playing the nine conference games for sure. And then the rest of you guys here in the Big 12, you can schedule as many non-conference games as you want. That would be the lifesaver for BYU if they can get these Big 12 programs to agree to a deal to play with the Cougars. Because over the next month or so, or yeah, this about a month before the kickoff of the college football season, BYU needs as many games as they can add to their schedule as they, as they can muster. I don't expect BYU to schedule 12 teams. I don't think that's a feasible idea considering you need to be flexible with COVID-19. But... I think that BYU is approaching this the right way. They're one of the first programs to allow players to come back and work out voluntarily on June 1st. So a lot of players have been on campus at BYU working out for the better part of over two months now, and they should be in relatively good shape if they've been taking care of their their ability or what they can do in the weight room and the training facilities. Now it's a matter of, okay, getting on the field, getting the playbook down, especially in the case of newcomers like the Cody Epps, Chris Jackson, etc. Now it's a matter of actually starting to play football and get ready for a season that has a whole lot of unknowns. The good news is, is BYU is approaching this, like I said last week, day by day. They want to play football. They expect to play football this fall, and they're approaching it as if they will play football on the opening weekend of college football. I know that the Pac-12 and the SEC have both said they're not starting their seasons until September 26th. That makes the Big 12 announcement today all the more intriguing. When will the Big 12 kick off their season? Once that's announced, then BYU, I think, really can forge ahead and really get ready for a season that they're hoping to play and hoping to play games. I can tell you this much. There's a lot going on with the Pac-12 as well, with the players yesterday, the hashtag we are united, their demands about uh, revenue share and having uh, administrators and coaches reduce their salaries, etc., I see why these players are trying to capture their moment and what they can do to control what they can control, but... I can tell you this much. BYU has had the approach all the way around. I'm speaking from coaches, administrators, and players. To my knowledge, the vast majority of them have just thought, you know what? Let's get to playing games. That's all we care about. We want to play the game we love. We want to coach the game we love. want to love. We want to coach the game we love. Excuse me. But I, I just look at this, and it's just it's a tough scenario. There's no doubt about it. But the good news is, is BYU is just forging ahead and saying, you know what? We will approach things from the standpoint 
standpoint of we are going to play football, whole glasses half full mentality rather than half empty, the optimist view. I think that's the right approach for BYU to have, and I'm excited to hear and cover what's going on this fall camp. Like I said, how my coverage is going to be affected, I don't know quite yet because we haven't actually even been officially told by BYU Sports Information what coverage availability will be available to us. I'll be reaching out to them today to find out more about that, and we'll have the best coverage we can possibly muster for you guys here on the podcast. But hey, the good news is BYU football is back with fall camp and they're getting ready for the season. So that is something I think we can all get on board with and look forward to. All right, coming up here in just a second, we've got a number of uh, BYU player countdown profiles to get to because I didn't, like I said, I didn't get into the shows on the weekend and I feel bad about that. I, it just it, it irked me to no end, let me tell you that much. But you can ask my wife. I was very irritable all weekend by the fact that I couldn't find time to come into the studio to record and also my equipment just failed me. So it's one of those things, you, just, you deal with it and move on but we'll catch you up on the player countdown series here in just a minute and a little bit later on we're also going to talk about former BYU baseball star uh, moving on to the major league ranks a big opportunity for that young man we'll talk about Justin Sterner here in just a little bit today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com I've told you guys a lot about this company but I'm telling you any part you need for your car truck or SUV can be found at rockauto.com you can find the right parts and guess what the prices are always reliably low they want to make sure that you are not getting uh, royal hosed in the process of fixing your car. A lot of us rely on our vehicles. I had to go get my registration done last week for my vehicle. I'm a July car person. It's when my registration came up. And man, the bills for stuff that come up on your cars are just astronomical and they seem to never end. Well, guess what? RockAuto.com wants to take a little bit of the bite out of that. So go to RockAuto.com, search the parts you need for your car, truck, or SUV. You can find them. You can search by model. You can search by price. Whatever way you want to format it, whatever way you want to customize your experience at rockauto.com it's available to you guys there you need motor oil you have a specific type you like you can order it and the best part about all of this all the parts from rockauto.com are shipped directly to your door they come right to you guys it is a great way to go about taking care of your car and vehicle and like i said take a little bit of the the bite out of having to order all of these parts from an auto parts store or paying a mechanic to do it etc you can control that a little bit more and hopefully save some money in the process so check them out that's our good friends at rockauto.com reliably low prices all of the parts your car truck your suv will ever need check them out once again rockauto.com it's player countdown time, folks, and let's run down a number of these polls. Like I said, I, I feel awful about over the weekend not doing these, but guess what? You're getting, what, three, four for one here as we talk about these greatest players to wear the respective numbers in BYU football history. Of course, with our Fan Friday, we didn't get to number 34 on Friday, so let's start there. At number 34, our four finalists were former BYU center Gary Trost, former BYU linebacker Kurt Govea, former BYU forward Fred Roberts, and former BYU forward Noah Hartz. Some great basketball legends mixed in with one of the great BYU linebackers of all time. The fan vote actually very tight. Uh, Kurt Govea and Fred Roberts going back and forth. Govea prevailing with 36% of the vote to Fred Roberts, 34%. Noah Hartsock coming in with 23%. And Gary Trost, just 7% of the vote. And I thought this was a tough one for me to decide on because I love uh, reading about guys who played basketball for BYU back in the day like Gary Trost that I didn't necessarily get to see with my own eyes. Fred Roberts, a legend in his own right as well. But the guy I loved watching because he played with such a uh, back to the basket, old school feel to the game when he played for the Cougars in basketball was Noah Hartsock. 
I love the way he played. Very fundamental, but uh, it wasn't a guy who was flashy, but just solid all the way around. But I have to say, the football player in this field is the guy that gets my pick as the greatest Cougar to have worn the number 34. Kurt Gavea was just an animal on the field, flying around, making tackles everywhere. Ended up going on to play in the NFL for a time. I think one, was it two Super Bowls? At least one with the Washington Redskins, I know for sure, but he might have won a second one, if I'm not mistaken. But still, a great player who's actually now still working in football. He's been a coach at a number of universities around the country, has worked in pro football iterations over the years as well. But Kurt Gavea, man, I think he is a legend. There's no doubt. I think he's the best Cougar to have worn the number 34. No offense to any of the guys on the BYU basketball program, because like I said, Fred Roberts, Gary Trost, and Noah Hartsock were all great players who played the game in different ways, but all were great in their own right. But I'm picking Kurt Govea as number 34, the best Cougar to have worn that number. Now, on to number 33 here. This one I don't think was necessarily close at all because this guy, the wordsmith that is Todd Christensen, of course, wearing the number 33, played fullback at BYU, but led the Cougars in receiving two years as a fullback in the BYU offense way back when. That shows you how good he was. Of course, Todd Christensen went on to play in the NFL. I was cut by the Dallas Cowboys because he didn't want to move to tight end, but then when he was picked up by the New York Giants, decided, you know what, I may want to look into this, was cut by the Giants and then picked up by the Oakland Raiders. The autumn wind is a pirate. Do you guys know all the you guys know all that? The 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 Raiders back in the day quite possibly one of the most iconic brands in all of football and I don't mean at just I mean in football in general. It doesn't matter NFL, college, whatever. The Raiders back in the day, there was not a more identifiable crew, I think, than the Raiders. And Todd Christensen was this active member of the LDS faith playing in a rough and tumble environment, but was just a fantastic football player. Won a Super Bowl there with the Raiders, then went on to go into uh, television, working in sports broadcasting. You guys remember him as the lead analyst on the mountain way back when, and just was an absolute wordsmith with what he how he went about analyzing the game. Well, of course, he was a finalist here at number 33. The other finalists were Timo Sarlanen, a former BYU uh, WAC player of the year in the mid-1980s from Finland, a great player. Former BYU forward Kevin Nixon, who owns probably two of the greatest buzzer beaters in BYU basketball history. Not out, not to discount anything else he did on the BYU basketball court, but those two buzzer beaters will live on forever. Kevin can always go back and watch them because he sunk both of them, one of them against UTEP. I'm trying to think what the other one was off the top of my head. I probably should have looked that up before I open, cracked the mic, but oh well. And then Aaron Francisco, another BYU standout defensive back for the football program, went on to play in the NFL for a time. I loved watching Aaron play. He is kind of in the heyday of when I was really watching BYU football very heavily as a fan. And Aaron Francisco, yeah, he may not have been the fastest guy. He may not have had the most athleticism as a safety, but guess what? Aaron Francisco was going to make sure that you felt every part of every hit he laid on a guy because that's just the way he played football. He made it in the NFL because he was in a special teams ace and because of his ability to make up for his lack of speed with his knowledge of where he was on the field and really make sure he was in the right spots. It's unfortunate that he went playing for the Arizona Cardinals, that tiptoe catch that gave a big bend in the Pittsburgh Steelers of that Super Bowl title. Aaron Francisco happened to be the guy on, in coverage on that play. But hey, sometimes the best place passes beat almost 
great defense. It wasn't great defense on Aaron Francisco's part in that Super Bowl, but still, he was a great player nonetheless. But Todd Christensen rolling in this one, 56% of the vote. Aaron Francisco with a quarter of the vote was 25%. Kevin Nixon, 13%. And Timo Sarlanen with just 6%. And Timo, I think a lot of people forget what he did for the Cougars in the 1980s. I know we have a skew towards a younger demographic here on the podcast, but Timo Sarlanen, like I said, my grandpa and my dad fill me in on a lot of these guys who played in the 70s and the 80s and they said Timo was right up there among the best just a fantastic player uh, coming over from Finland and really getting things done our good friend Tyler Bergen on here uh, tweeted in about this one said another hard one he said Todd had the best post BYU career no doubt Aaron was solid Timo was amazing while he was at BYU and Kevin was who I chose as an anchor for those fun BYU basketball teams in the early 1990s he says mid shot game winners win you the poll so Tyler Bergen going in favor of Kevin Nixon but I cannot go against Todd Christian he led BYU in receiving. I can't reiterate this enough. As a fullback in the old BYU offense, and BYU really kind of used a split back set that had the fullbacks and the running backs spread way out wide, almost as slot receivers in many ways, albeit five and six yards removed from the line of scrimmage. But just to see a fullback of all things leading BYU in receiving, it shows you what kind of talent Todd Christensen had. I said he went on to have a great career in the NFL with the Raiders and did some great things. So I think it was an easy selection there. All right, we'll get to one more here. We'll catch up on number 31, today's winner on tomorrow's podcast. We're running out of time here, but number 32, obviously. Number 32, who do you think of? Oh, yes, one, the Jimmer Fredette. Uh, of course, Jimmer Fredette wearing number 32 for BYU. Well, there were four other finalists who put on this poll, but predictably, Jimmer Fredette rolled in this edition of the best Cougar to have worn that number. Other finalists included former BYU fullback slash running back Peter Tuipolotu, 2% of the vote for him. Uh, former BYU guard Bernie Fryer, one of the better BYU guards to have worn the number 32 before Jimmer showed up at BYU, got 4% of the vote for Bernie Fryer. Dennis Pitta, of course, the great tight end for BYU, wearing, wearing the number 32 as a Cougar. He got 19%, but then the one, the only, the Jimmer, 75% of the vote, and it's not all that surprising. Jimmer is a slam dunk easy selection he's the consensus selection as the best 32 to have worn worn that number in BYU sports history came to the Cougars uh, sat behind was Ben Murdoch his first year but then really started his meteoric rise and I started my career, some of you may know this, some of you may not. I started my career in media working as an intern for Gregor Bell the winter the Jimmer Fredette senior year happened. So all those iconic moments from Jimmer Fredette's senior year. Sadly, Jay Catch was sitting in a studio in Salt Lake City cutting up sound. And I'm not saying that I'm complaining that I didn't get to see them in person. Working in that environment, interacting with the national media like I did during that era, it's something I'll never forget. I don't think I'll ever experience that again. I don't expect to because Jimmer was just lightning in a bottle. It was fantastic to watch what happened as he just captured the hearts and minds of basketball fans nationwide. Uh, Kevin Durant tweeting out that Jimmer Fredette's the best scorer in the world. He was just a celebrity to the nth degree. And Jimmer, to his credit, he's gone on to have a solid pro career. He's made plenty of money. Uh, it sounds like he's going back to China, but his agent is disputing that we'll see if it ultimately plays out like that i think he will go back to china but regardless jimmer fredette will always always be a legend at byu i expected to see his jersey hanging in the rafters of the marriott center 
sooner rather than later, of course, went on to be the National Player of the Year, the Consensus National Player of the Year, the Naismith Memorial Trophy Player of the Year. And Jimmer, man, there's not enough you can say for what he did for BYU basketball. And the best part about it all is he's been a great ambassador for the university since leaving BYU. He came all the way from Glens Falls, New York, came clear across the country, and became literally a star that BYU hadn't seen I don't know in how long maybe Steve Sarkeesian in the 1996 BYU football team got that type of fame but I'm talking about an individual player man I don't know the last time a BYU Cougar had that level of fame maybe maybe it was Danny Ainge back in the 70s and 80s the second best player uh, to wear a BYU basketball uniform I think in most people's eyes behind Jimmer I would quibble with that I might say Danny's probably right there with Jimmer maybe 1A and 1B but it's you, you look at it and the individual level of fame for Jimmer Fredette and what he did in a BYU uniform it's an absolute legend and that will never go away They're BYU fans any of you who saw what Jimmer Fredette did in a BYU uniform and saw what the nation became transfixed by as he did what he did in a BYU uniform especially his senior year you'll never forget it I still remember multiple of those games working in the studios up there in Salt Lake City at KSL News Radio, cutting up highlights and emailing them out to national media folk and whatnot, and just sitting back and thinking, this is what sports media is all about? No wonder I want to work in this field. This is great. It was a one-of-a-kind experience. I freely admit that, but I think that Jimmer Fredette is a slam dunk as the best Cougar to have worn the number 32. I wouldn't be surprised if BYU decided, you know what, we're going to retire his number because it's just... You, you can't uh, do what Jimmer Fredette did. I don't think you can recreate it, honestly. It was fascinating. The era of social media was just beginning. I was on Twitter at that point, and Twitter back then was a very different platform than it is now, and man... What an interesting place it was, but it really helped, I think, in part, launch the brand and the national identity that Jimmer Fredette brought to BYU and easily, easily the best Cougar to have worn the number 32, speaking of Jimmer Fredette. All right, enough of Jimmer Fredette talk. Man, I could talk for hours about that. Maybe at some point we will sit down and I can do a special look back on Jimmer's senior year and talk a little bit about my experience covering it. Maybe get some thoughts from people who are around it as well. But that's an idea for down the road here. But coming up here in just a second, we will wrap up the show, get you all the other news you need to know about about BYU football from the weekend that was. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. All Guard Pest Control is a local pest control control company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor, even out into the Tooele Valleys and Wasatch County areas. If you need pest control services, All Guard Pest Control is your local option. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. Right now, of course, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we're all wary of who we allow in our home. I can tell you this much. Seth and his team at All Guard are taking the utmost precautions when they come to your home to treat it. They will customize your experience to whatever you're comfortable with. You want them to spray the exterior of your home, but don't want them to come inside and spray the interior? Guess what? They're okay doing that. They want to make sure everybody feels comfortable with their services. What I know about All Guard Pest Control is I trust them implicitly to take care of my home. They've done a great job taking care of my home. The pests stay on the outside. My family, my kids, they're safe on the inside, and I have no complaints about that. I love All Guard Pest Control and the work that they do. Seth 
Hampton and his team are the best of the best. They use the safest products in the industry. They want to make sure that your house is protected just like as if it were their own. Any pest control need you have, whether it's ants, spiders, mice, termites, whatever it might be, All Guard Pest Control can handle it. And the best part is they're not going to knock on your door like other bug companies and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs? They don't believe in that. They believe in making sure that their product is so good, their service is so good that you will make sure to call them back time after time after time once you give them a try. You can give them a call anytime at 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Tell Seth and his team that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'll make sure that you are taken care of, guys. You also can learn more about them by going to their website. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Search them out online. Their online reviews are absolutely wonderful. They make sure that they take care of their customers, so make sure that you trust them to take care of your home just like I trust them to take care of mine, guys. That's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we wrap things up on this Monday edition of the show, let's run down some other news you need to know about. And then the big congratulations first off to BYU pitcher Justin Sterner. He signed a free agent deal with the Miami Marlins last week, uh, joining former BYU teammate Jared Lassar with an opportunity to play Major League Baseball. Lesser signed with the Yankees back in June. Sterner was a guy who could have come back for another year. He was only a junior officially, according to BYU, uh, the website, and I think was a great pitcher and could have really had a good senior year, but decided, you know what? The opportunity here is too good to pass up. I'm going to move on and play pro ball. And I can't, I can't fault him for that. Uh, Sterner from Laguna Niguel, California, was part of BYU's first ever West Coast Conference title winning team in 2019. And this is the best part about it. He ranks number four all time in his BYU career with a career ERA of 2.86 runs on average. That's an absolutely minuscule ERA, especially in college baseball, where guess what? Metal bats, pitching a high elevation like BYU is, you would think, you know what, that that ERA would be higher. The mark is the best from a BYU pitcher since Mike Tucker posted a 2.60 ERA in the late 70s. It's been a long time since BYU's seen a pitcher that can really keep the runs down like Sterner could do. So congratulations to him. He's also ninth all-time at BYU with an average of 9.21 strikeouts per nine inning and also leads the program with a 1.31 whip and I think he's just a great player there's no doubt about it uh, came to BYU went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I think he is a guy that is going to make good on his bet on himself obviously amidst the COVID-19 pandemic free agent contracts have been curtailed in terms of the money you get but hey Sterner has an opportunity here to really push forward and hopefully uh, make good on his bet. I think the, the the Marlins obviously in the headlines with their issues with the COVID-19 deal. I get that there's a big concern with that, but a guy like Sterner, when he did what at BYU in high elevation, there's no doubt the other teams in Major League Baseball probably looked at this and said, if this guy can put up a sub-3 ERA at high elevation with metal bats, he's got something that we can work with. And I look forward to seeing what Justin Sterner can do in a BYU uniform because I think he's got an opportunity to really be a good player in Major Leagues if everything goes according to plan. So big congratulations once again to Justin Sterner on his opportunity to join the Miami Marlins here and start his pro career. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the 
the show, excuse me. A, a lot covered today. Hope you guys enjoyed some of my thoughts. I had a weekend full of just sitting there cooped up and really like, you know what? I could record them. I just didn't want to ruin the audio quality for you guys. So I apologies once again for the podcast not coming out over the weekend. But of course, we are back today and hopefully you guys are all doing well. Staying home, staying safe. Wear those masks when you're out in public and can't socially distance. I think things are going to turn for the better. I hope. I, I can't say that for sure, but I just hope that things get better and we can see BYU football back on the field in short order along with the return of the rest of sports. It's nice to see teams like the NBA playing. Major League Baseball's got its own issues, but it's nice to see them out on the diamond playing games. Major League Soccer's back. The NFL appears to be giving it a go here with training camps opening. But regardless, I hope you guys are all doing well. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Love to get your guys' thoughts on what's going on with the show, BYU sports, questions, concerns, comments, whatever you got for us. Make sure to leave those for us. And a reminder for you guys, we'll do another giveaway of some BYU gear later this week if you haven't left us a rating and review on apple Podcasts in particular the five star ratings hey do so and you'll be entered in to win some byu nike gear that i've collected so big opportunity in that regard as well have a great rest of your monday whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for august 3rd 2020 we will talk to you guys tomorrow